<laughs> oh, awesome. All right, I welcome. Mean, we're doing our Stooge podcast. That's how we got to start it, right? <laughs> there is no better way. All right, welcome all of our listeners and our viewers to the official Three Stooges podcast. I'm your host, Phil Landides, and alongside me is the true talents, two-thirds of the modern-day Three Stooges, Andy Pagana, and the grandson of Curly Howard, Brad Server. Gentlemen, how are you two doing? Oh, hiya, pal. Oh, hey, Phil. Thanks for having us. I mean, wait, this is our show, too. Oh, yeah, it is our show. Okay, so I'm Andy Pagana. And I'm Curly G, the youngest grandson of Curly Howard from the Three Stooges. And there is one other good-looking gentleman over there. Today we are going to be speaking with Kurt Lamond. He's the great-grandson of Larry Fine, former crew member on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, a content producer at C3 Entertainment, and the owner-operator of the Shop Knuckleheads Three Stooges Merch Shop. Very, very excited to have Kurt. Kurt, how are you doing? Oh, excellent. Thank you for that intro. I stopped listening after good looking. <laughs> Appreciate yeah, that. I didn't, didn't even yeah. mention that you're married and, uh, you know, all kinds of other yeah. stuff as well. How do you find the awesome. time? Awesome. No, super <laughs> happy to be here and that you're doing this and these two clowns with me. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Looking forward to this. All right. Can't so wait. this is the maiden voyage, so to speak. This is the first time that we are all getting together. So we'll just let all the listeners and viewers know this is you're you're kind of seeing this from the ground up and you're kind of seeing this make this thing work as we go along. So but before we get to the interview with Kurt again, we got some great questions that we want to talk to you about. But Andy, is there a like a memorable Larry bit or just a what do you think of when Larry Fine comes to mind? <laughs> You know, Larry more and more. I here's the thing. I probably laugh more at Curly Mo and Shem, but when I do laugh, like the hardest I ever laugh is really Larry. And I think one because he's so unpredictable, mm-hmm. he comes out of just absolute left field. You just can't nail him down. And you know, his facial expressions are funny. His voice is funny. He looks funny, obviously. But some of the things that he comes out of left field with. Like, I, and I've mentioned this so many times, disorder in the court when he just gets up and it's like, oh, you know, and Mo just smacks him for being Tarzan, right? Like, and three little twerps when, and I was surprised to find out because I read the script recently that this was actually a written line. The way Larry delivers it felt so just, <laughs> just like Larry fine coming up with this, but he's, you know, they're putting up a billboard and he shoves a brush into Mo's face and he turns around and he sees Mo looks like he's got a beard, like mm-hmm. almost like an Amish beard. Mm-hmm. And he's like, beat it, old man. We ain't got no, no time for kibitzers. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I don't know what it is about how he says it and, or just the line itself and how he just he's so mean to people mm-hmm. that come up that he just thinks some old man is there. And it just he just cracks me up. Mm-hmm. I and I got to got to ask the same question of Brad, but one thing that you talking about that Andy brings to mind is that I don't want to call him spineless, but he kind of just anyway the wind blows. So it was like whenever he had the chance to kind of gang up on Curly, like he would take it. But then there was times that he would protect Curly from Mo, which was kind of kind of weird. And but then when it was somebody else outside of their little group all of a sudden he became super macho and would have no problem putting them in, putting them in their place. So he, he just kind of went with, kind of went with it. And when he saw his opportunities, he went for it, which was always, well, he always like, he always, when Mo goes away, he tries to become Mo basically. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'll, and do, everyone, I'll show you what yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. And when and, he stands up early, yeah. leave him alone. Yeah. 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 And then he would, but then, but then Mo, like if he stood up to Curly, like, 
Mo would, you know, get him back in line. So it was yeah. always a, it was always a fun dynamic. So Brad, you actually, ironically, even though you're Curly's grandson, you play the, Andy plays the part of Curly in the modern day three stooges. You play Larry's part. So first off, how did that come to be? And why do you feel like you're so, you know, why do you feel like you're well-suited to play Larry? Yeah, who do you think who, you are? Do you <laughs> think you're going to be a Larry Fine? <laughs> well, we did the, the live show. We toured five or six venues before uh, we took a little hiatus from the show. And um, we had terrific Curly right here, Andy. We had the most remarkable Mo, and we still do Chris Dermick. And we had a very good Larry, Danny. And we had, a, previous to that, we had another Larry. Yes. Right? Yes. But... There's just seemed to be things that weren't gelling and we weren't living in the same area and stuff. So we needed to find a Larry and Larry's just seem to be hard to find, right? They just have a distinctive look, right? And you just can't put a wig on someone to a degree and just have a Larry. So they were searching for Larry's where we were going to shows, looking for guys. And finally I just said like, I can be Larry. I mean, I'll try. I've never, the thing is I'd never, even attempted to make a Larry voice in my life. <laughs> and what happened was Andy was like, really? And he's like, are you sure? I go, yeah, let's try. I mean, we have such good chemistry together. So then all of a sudden Andy just ran into the, the closet and started getting Costume. costumes and he dressed me up and we did a, a little photo shoot. Right. Oh, right. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And it was just so spontaneous. Let's see if we could do and this. And we did like five or six shots. And I didn't know what I looked like from the other side of the lens. I just knew that I was, he goes, well, make this face. And he held up a book and do this, do that. And the next day, when you sent me those photos, it was unbelievable that I actually felt like I actually looked like a Larry mm -hmm. without even having any training whatsoever and really studying him. And it was just something I fell into and, and really you know, it's an honor. And I, and I think of it even more as an honor now that I'm older, just like when I used to look at the other Curly's, like Curly Howard was always the best, whether I knew he was my grandfather or not. But as I got older, Joe Dorita and Joe Besser meant so much to the team to keep them alive that me just being there, even if it's just a fill in and looking like Larry and acting like Larry, these guys, are the geniuses Andy and Chris I'm allowing them to go on with the show sort of how the other curlies did and so that's kind of how I feel and yes I, I feel as I'm doing it more I'm getting a little better and I remember I had to ask Kurt what he thought because it's the ultimate blessing to have family say whether I can continue as Dean Larry and what you thought and I believe you oh I'll jump in and I'll say this first off some people have said hey why don't you do it and I was like, well, if we were touring the Middle East, maybe, but I do not look like Larry. I have a very dark, very dark we, complexion. We can make up. We can make them look lighter. I, I, I could maybe like pull a Vin Diesel impersonation. <laughs> so that was never going to happen. I can do the voice a little bit, but he, Brad's actually better. Hey, what are you doing? So I, it's a little bit in there, but it's that not. That's pretty, pretty good. good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It comes out. Sorry, Brad, you're out. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I need jump. <laughs> but having Brad do it, it's mesmerizing when I'm watching him because it's almost confusing for me. I'm like, this is Brad. This is my guy. He embodies Curly all the time. But then he 
flips a switch and now he's my great grandpa and he's doing it better than anybody I've seen do it in the modern era. It's great. Yeah. And I love it. And I'm like, I'm thankful for it that he is doing exactly what he said, keeping these guys rolling. We don't have to go hire some guy or whatever. He's in the family. Literally he's part of this group. So him doing it is a blessing and I thank him and it's awesome. Well, the thing is, it's like, it was impossible to find a Larry and find one that, you know, studied Larry, embodied Larry, but also just wanted to play with us. Right. Right. Me and Dermic, I wrote, I went on the plane as Curly to the first live show. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I was in character the whole way and me and Brad were goofing around and then Dermic got into Mo and was just, we would go out in the city. Uh, people love it. Yeah. Curly and Mo with Curly G. Right. Because our Larry's never wanted to come play. They weren't getting paid. Mm -hmm. They weren't going to be there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so he was always game and we needed somebody who wanted to play and that cared and wanted to do it. And we had Justin Tate for a while when we started on TikTok. He's too goddamn good looking. Well, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he tried. He didn't know the Three Stooges too well, but but he tried. I mean, he's an actor. He's he, great at it. Yeah. He was good. And he yeah. really got the voice down yeah. and, and he would watch it. And I kept trying to get him for the live show earlier before we even i think cast danny and but then he was too good looking yeah. and it just cut it wasn't working and then yeah we did this experiment and i think we did a live also with oh, you like let's make transform yeah. brad into larry live right, right? Mm -hmm. and for the fans and they all went nuts and it's fun it is trippy yeah it is it's it cool is. though it's a, it's a great homage and to sacrifice curly g's persona to do that for us it's awesome it means the world yeah. to us yeah that's an honor it's an honor and I love to get hit, which is what <laughs> Larry's known. Here we go. Oh, oh, that was, a real, that was hey. a real slap, ladies and gentlemen. I hope it comes through. It looks so good on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. All, all the listeners. I mean, it's they heard that. Radio. Oh, they heard that, though. I will tell you that they heard that. Oh, I can't see. I can't see. What's the matter? I got my eyes closed. <laughs> all right, so let's get, let's get to these questions for Kurt, because we got several that we want to get to. So... Larry left us almost 50 years ago. And so I'm going to guess that you're too young. You don't look old enough, but did you ever actually get a chance to meet your great grandfather? So, yeah, I was born in 74. He passed in 75. So I was about a year old when he passed, but um, there was a couple of times, obviously where he was like, I, he held me and, you know, they brought me around and there's a picture of me in his arms you know in his wheelchair so he met me i like to say i met him but i obviously don't remember that my right. brother's three years older so he had some really great interactions and you'll have him on this show i'm sure mm -hmm. soon and he he has some funny stories about that so i won't ruin him but he's great uh okay. so yeah i did meet him technically but i don't obviously remember i like to say i did real quick story about that is there's the picture of him holding me when i worked on the tonight show we did a segment called like win dinner or whatever so jay went up in the audience and asked a person you know, hey, we have a, a crew member on our crew here who's related to one of the three stooges, try to figure it out. So out comes this big guy, Steve, kind of looked like Curly. Then I came out, and then this other young guy came out who was obviously not related. So uh, it was a little black dude. It was funny. <laughs> People were like, nope, that's right. <laughs> so they asked some questions, and then the guy guessed Steve, the other guy, and, Larry, and uh, Jay's like, no, actually, it's Kurt, and here's the proof. And it was Larry holding me on national TV oh. on The Tonight Show. You know what I'm saying? So that was like, really neat. Like, everybody gets to see this moment, and you know, and me as a little baby was not a cute thing. It was kind of like a little, I had, yeah, little, I had, I had too much hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of, it kind of married your lineage with, you know, something that obviously you were passionate about getting to work in, uh, you know, audio and video for, 
for Jay Leto, you know, one of the most famous yeah, was, scenes in the world. So that must have been a cool feel. And Jay did a lot of Stooge homages through the years. And we did a couple other bits too with me with the wig on once. And I'll tell you guys. Well, and Dermic Armo was on Jay Leno yeah. as, right, the Stooge Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stooge yeah. Fight Club, yeah. Right. So, Kurt, give us your lineage. So, like, Mar Larry married Mabel. Right. And they had two children. Yep. And one of them died. Yeah, Johnny was their son. He passed away at like, oh, 26, 27. He's pretty young. He ended. He did have three kids, and then he died driving late night after working on some TV stuff. Single car crash. So he, John, wait, John had three kids. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. Yeah, there's three kids from him: John Jr. and Christy Lynn and Phyllis. And then uh, Larry's daughter Phyllis had two kids: my father Eric and my aunt Chris. And my father just died last December, so he was about 72. We lost him, but my aunt Chris is still around, and she's awesome and funny and carries the Larry embodiment around and uh, maybe we'll get her on the show one day. She's fun. So she knew Larry. Obviously. <laughs> she knew she grew up with Larry and she, some of the stories I have, like I, I might get into these a few for you. They're basically handed down stories. I'll tell you one in a minute when you ask about that and it's excellent. And they were really good about keeping the stories in the family and telling them so we can keep it living. So that's how it came to be. Uh, Larry, Phyllis, Eric, me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, when, when did Phyllis pass away? Oh, 89. She was pretty young. Yeah, I think she was only 60 when she passed away, if I remember exactly. correctly. Yeah, she was young. So you mentioned stories. I did want to ask if there was a, a good family story that you could uh, that you could share with us. Oh, absolutely. So first off, Larry was the ultimate family man. I just want this to get out there. Like him, there's some stories about him being a gambling addict and a ladies man. And he liked betting on the horses, and but he was not a ladies man. He adored his wife, Mabel, more than anything on earth including his kids. I mean, adored them equally. He was just a family guy. He would do everything and anything. Mabel was a, a spitfire Irish. She was a flapper, dancer, singer. She was pretty famous in her own ilk in Ireland, came over at vaudeville, had her career, and then stopped when they started having kids. But she was a drinker, and she would yell things to Larry. You know, she was Irish Catholic. He was Jewish. <laughs> and she would yell bad names like to him, and he just took it, and they're like, it's my wife. I love her. It doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, he wore a pendant on his necklace. It was a Star David on one side and a St. Christopher on the other. And he's like, <laughs> this way my wife's happy and whatever God happens to accept me is happy. I got it all covered. Oh. So, you know, <laughs> it, it actually was, it's with him when he oh. got married. So we left that with him. Yeah. So he, um, he was just a family guy. So that needs to be known. But he would go down the street with my dad and his grandkids and my aunt in Hollywood Boulevard and go into candy shops and literally buy the, everybody in there, wow. whatever you want. It's on me. Like, he was that kind of guy. Like just loved being around every single picture autograph request. He would do it, spend time with these people. He'd write letters with people back and forth, correspond constantly, especially in his older years. So he was an amazing, just gentle man. And to see the like crazy persona. Yeah. He was a joke teller too. We have a tape recording of him telling jokes. And some of them are kind of off color, which is funny. And I'm working on getting that cleaned up so we can use it. Okay. Oh, be awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So one of my favorite, favorite Larry story, though, is he's it's Thanksgiving. And they have this nice house up in Hollywood. And the whole family is there and some friends, neighbors, whatever, maybe 40, 50 people. They always did a big Thanksgiving. And they had the classic kitchen with the swinging doors, right? So my dad is in there shucking the peas and Chrissy has a, everybody has a job in the family, but the Mabel and she had four sisters and they were all Irish. They were all entertainers. Queen Elizabeth was one of their friends. Like they drank tea 
which was really Irish whiskey all day long. And they were just <laughs> blitzed by noon, you know, especially on a holiday. And, but they didn't wobble around or anything. They were just, they just drink all day. And they were a little bit crazy and fiery. So it's almost dinner time. Every, and, and the amazing thing is, is these ladies are just drunk and having fun and everybody's going nuts, but the dinners would always come out perfect. Except this one time, my dad said, they're going at it and everything's done. And Larry opens the oven and says, the turkey's done. And, the, and Mabel's like, no, it's not. And Larry's like, yeah. And they start fighting and he's trying to pull it out and she's trying to push it back in. And he like yanks it and the turkey flies out of the pan, slides through the doorway, you know, the swinging doors. And it lands like right at the table. And Larry walks out to all the guests who are standing there. He goes, dinner's ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it all, it always worked. It always came together. You know what I mean? Do it in, do it in Larry's voice. Dinner's ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brad, Dinner your ready. turn. Now you do it, Brad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that's my favorite family story about about Larry. Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, and really, one quick one. You can use this. My dad tells the story. He said he was at their house. They Larry lived with them. Nice house in Commonwealth here. And he said he needed help re-wallpapering a bathroom. So he calls Mo. They are done. They're like in their 60s. So he calls Mo over, and my dad's sitting in the den, like watching a ball game. But down the other hallway, he turned his chair. Because he said, this is going to be funny. And it's just Larry and Mo. Wow. So they, they everything is up. They roll out the wallpaper, the, pla- the the paste stuff. You know, they have, it's literally an episode about to go down. My dad's like, this is going to be fun. And sure enough, they're starting to go. And Mo starts yelling at Larry about something. And he said, within five minutes, they're smacking each other with the paintbrushes, wow. with the paste. You know, the wallpaper is going up and it's being torn and there's bad words. He's like, and they're just going at it. And then he said, 10 minutes later, they come walking down the hallway, hysterically laughing. And he says, Eric, call a handyman to have this room wallpapered. We can't do it. (laughs) I love that story. They they literally couldn't help themselves. And that's a real deal. Just the two of them. Stooges, man. That is They're Stooges. Yeah, that's wow. a great. That is maybe my favorite story I've ever heard about them. <laughs> yep. I mean, they were real good friends. Obviously. Oh, they were great friends. They, yeah. Now, you know the Mo Curly Shampoo brothers. Yeah. And then Larry, though, they considered him family. They mm-hmm. all, the contracts were everything equal share. They're the families, weddings, everything always together, together, together. He was a brother. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that Brad and I are friends now. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course, you too, Andy. I, I agree. And and like, I always say that too, with like Chandler's and her side of the family, Sa- Sandy and Jill, who's Shump's granddaughters, mm-hmm. right? Like you guys are starting to become closer, you know, because the Stooges are bringing you together. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? They pulled us apart, but right. now <laughs> we've been brought together. Right? right. And that's a different story right. for a different time, but it's amazing. Yeah. All, I mean, that we're all together and we're so close. Yeah, because you know? Jerry, Shemp's daughter-in-law, I think is now 91 mm-hmm. right and she would tell stories about you know how close they you know sh- sh- going to visit uh with more shemp's son after shemp passed away going to visit larry at the home oh yeah 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 all of them stayed in touch till the day they each died they were never without each other it was awesome yeah well speaking of family you Kurt, you mentioned your dad. I actually got to meet your dad. I interviewed him. I had a history a history podcast, and I had reached out to C3, and Eric did a two-part series with me on Larry, which actually ended up being the most downloaded episodes that I ever did, which was really cool. And he awesome. was super, super nice to me, and I really appreciated 
him taking the time to do that and share a lot with Larry. And Andy wants to beat me up because I lost the audio to those. So I don't know. Oh, where they, no. I, I, they're Larry, buried. Kill me. The I lost Oh. Yeah, they're buried on some laptop somewhere. I'm gonna keep oh. looking, but but also yeah. Joan, right? You interviewed me. I interviewed Joan as well for about 20 minutes, and and that was I'm literally, literally touching my heart. Somebody <laughs> get Geraldo Rivera on the phone. Yeah, yeah, which I was, which why I mean, Andy, I was like thinking that story that Kurt you were just telling, like if that was today. Eric would have had his phone out and we would, you know, be oh, able to throw that oh, up on yeah. the curly G, you know, up on the channel, but so, talk, tell us about Kurt. Tell us a little bit about your dad though, in terms of, I mean, he worked for C3 for years. And for those that aren't aware, C3 owns the three stooges brand. They don't own the shorts, like all the videos and films, but they own right. some of the later films and they own the rights, the likeness to the three stooges. He worked for that company for years. So just tell us a little bit about his passion for the stooges and kind of what kept him going with that. Oh, yeah. So like I said, they he pretty much grew up with Larry in the house. So he tells talks about when he was a kid, you know, it was just pop pop. That's what we call Larry. So and I'd love that some of the fans do and some of the friends. He's so pop pop. So uh, dad, Eric grew up with pop pop. And he said he would be, you know, in the house and there'd be a doorbell ring and Cary Grant would be there. He's like, hey, is your is pop pop home? And dad's like, yeah. And this is like his favorite actor. He's trying to, you know, trying to be cool. But they lived down the street and they wanted to come say hi to Larry, you know, and hang out and get ice cream and whatever. So he's like, growing up with that, it was surreal, but it was real. You know, that was his life as a kid. And then his father, Grandpa Don, Don Lamond, was a pretty big sportscaster, radio personality, and actor in his own right. Yep. So my dad grew up in this. And then as a kid, he was also an actor, a kid actor. He was the Welch's candy boy, they called it. He was Sugar Baby, Sugar Daddy, Welch's Soda, in all their ad campaigns and commercials. And he had a, a, a actress in there with him that was the mom and she was like his stage mom. So he was like, people thought that was his real mom when he was a kid. That was funny. So he did a little bit of acting himself and got into it. But then like around high school, he got into like golf and sports and wanted to kind of do his own thing and didn't want to work in the studios really. So he met my mom and they had a couple kids and he went off and kind of got out of the industry for a while. I think being in it his whole life, he wanted to try some new different stuff. And he is Vietnam was popping off. So he was in the Air Force. So he kind of interrupted what was going on with his life. And then eventually he came back in, you know, he kind of circled back after a few business ventures went out. He said, I need to work with the Stooges. This is my life, my passion. And he came back and he became the, you know, the director of marketing and publicity for you know, 30 years and did a great job. And he was telling stories like I just told like, off the cuff and he had dozens of them and people would call in to the office. Dozens of them. To- Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Let that one go. yeah exactly people would want to you know talk about larry or ask questions and he would give them time and that was the an amazing he was super charming super funny he had one-liners one-liners you know me and my brother still use some you know one one of them is like after a really complicated confusing story he'll say he's like and then they threw me the keys to the submarine we're like what does that even mean (laughs) but this is one of those lines like i guess it's like Weird out, yeah. Or or he would say, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? You know, the, he'd always have these little like he'd end every story or whatever with a joke. And it was it's very funny, but kind of a dry comedy wit, Bob Newhartish. Uh, but he was just so passionate about the Stooges and like the fans. You know, it. Some people could see it as this might get annoying that they're coming up and they're calling and they're asking and they wanted you know talk to him for hours and hours and hours what it meant to them. But he never ever walked away first from any of these conversations or meetings at conventions or anything these people would literally like think and walk away it was never like rushing people at all 
Yeah, I thought that was amazing. And he he was doing it like in the 80s when they had their real oh, resurgence, yeah. right? Yeah, when yeah. Stooges really got popular again. They started the a lot of merchandise, the curly shuffle. Oh, yeah. Michael he, Jackson was a huge fan right? and he came to the fan, convention. Right? Michael Jackson came to the convention? He came all wow. dressed in like a beekeeper suit. He was wandering around all day. And then he unveiled <laughs> himself and started a pie fight. Oh, that's no. awesome. There has Absolutely. to be there has to be footage or yeah we need pictures of this somewhere. So he was Michael Jackson. This is maybe like it was mid eighties, the one of the Burbank conventions. Yeah, oh, and then he wanted to have a Three Stooges themed restaurant, and so we met him. That we my dad and then met him at like some hotel, Beverly Hilton or whatever, and it was like three chairs, and then one chair, and that was it. all the furniture was removed. He was a pretty eccentric dude, and then he said that he wanted to help make a movie, but he insisted on playing Curly. Very strange. Wow. Yeah. And that, That's very strange. that obviously wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So, I'm not surprised somehow. Right. Right. I didn't mean to turn this into a Michael Jackson segment. No. But that was, but my dad dealt with all this craziness, like all these juggling, all this craziness all the time, but always managed to keep it on an even keel and keep everybody kind of in place. And he was, he was a master of that. It and and your, cool. your grandfather was in so he did those curly joe films the yes. features and- yeah so grandpa don was my favorite role don lamond was rants Roden and outlaws is coming yeah. he's the bad guy so and my dad tells a great story about that he's wandering around the there's like all the 12 bad guys they were all like tv personalities from across the country so you can look into that talk about that in another episode so but larry i mean don is the main bad guy rants Roden. he's like the nemesis so he's given this speech and he's like, two guys are like messing around and he slaps the table down. He's like, pay attention or get out. And my dad's like, that was real. He's like, he got so scared when he saw that in the movie. He's like, oh my God, he's yelling at them and he means it. That's him being, that's him being dad. I was like, so he was a, but Grandpa Don was amazing, like good looking guy, kind of had that yeah. perfect hair and that cool voice. Well, he had a great voice. He did the narration for is that me, Hercules. Three Stooges, me, Hercules. Yeah, yeah right? he was the narrator. Yeah. So great. He had the Three Stooges TV show every day at five o'clock on KTV. Right. I have a commercial that I have actually on my YouTube channel where he like he's explaining and then he takes a pie to the face. He's like, "I'll be there if I can make it." And he just like you know gives the face. Awesome. So it's he, pretty cool that, that he was dialed in. And he just, which again, you mentioned him being a legit actor. He appeared on Magnum PI, Hawaii Five O, oh, yeah. The Fugitive. Oh. Like this, he was a legit actor. But for years, yeah. as you said, hosted a, a hosted a show that basically showed the Stooges on uh, KTTV mm-hmm. in in Los Angeles. He just passed away, 2015, I believe. He's like 88, something along. Yeah, along yeah. Lines. He was he was pushing 90. He was pretty old, but he he golfed to the end. He was like awesome. a two handicap. I mean, he. Real quick story about that. He lived in Vegas and I also lived out there at the time I went to UNLV. So we'd visit all the time. I'd go golf with him and he was a great golfer and I sucked. And it was a problem because he would yell at me. He was like, why can't you just hit it down the middle? He's like, this game's hard, grandpa. So I show up, it's 118 degrees. And I show up to his little country club. I'm wearing shorts because it's 118 degrees and he's old school. He came to my wedding in like a electric blue suit with sunglasses on. He's old school. <laughs> so I'm wearing the shorts. He looks at me and he says, Where's the rest of your pants? He was serious. I was like, uh, Grandpa, it's pretty high. He's like, go in my locker and get some pants. You're not walking on my course in shorts. I was like, okay. So I opened his locker, yellow, lime green, light blue, pink, white. I was like, I'm wearing the pink pants today. <laughs> and he had the shoes and the socks and the shirts to match. Just an old school Hollywood guy, man. It was, it was really cool to know, like be around him. Yeah, he had some great stories. And in, in researching this, by the way, I noticed that he was buried in a pet cemetery. 
which I was uh, like, uh, what's that about? And apparently he was really into his poodles because he oh, was, yeah. uh, <laughs> he was, they had, uh, they had about <laughs> six poodles together, him and his second wife, Susie. So his, my grandma passed away in 89, but he remarried and they had lots of love for their poodles. And they were a big, big part of their life. And they had framed pictures of them all over, all over the house. So the will was when we're all gone, we all go to the pet cemetery together. As a matter of fact, we just did that about three weeks ago where we put them in there because Susie just passed away recently. So, yep, they are in the pet cemetery in Las Vegas on Craig Road. If anybody wants to go visit <laughs> The hilarious thing is, is like Don Lamont, Susie Lamont, Stardust, Moonglow, and all the other dogs. And then right around him is like Buttons, Butch, <laughs> Skippy. <laughs> it's funny. Where's your um, grandmother buried? So Grandma Phyllis, Larry's daughter, is right here in Glendale in the, okay. yeah, at the Forest Lawn. Yeah, kind of. He Larry's in the mausoleum, and he's she's like around the corner, right by a tree. It's nice. So they're pretty close to each other. Yeah. Yeah, we got to go out and visit. We haven't gone out there. Absolutely. Yet. Yeah. Wait. So you said Larry was living with your father? He. They all lived in the same house together after I, Larry's wife died. Oh, I see. Because I yeah. yeah, I had read. Mabel, yeah. I thought that they were out. They lived in hotels mostly after they sold. The house after John died? Is yeah, right? yeah. So they lived, she didn't want to do housework and cook and clean. So, and he was on the road half the time. So she didn't want to be alone, really. She felt kind of like, yeah. So she, for a dozen or so, maybe eight years or whatever, after John died, they they lived in a, the Roosevelt Hotel right here in Hollywood. And that was there as a big suite and he paid whatever. And that's where they lived. And she took, everything was easy for her that way. And that's kind of the way she was. And then when she passed away, then they had a nice big house that they all lived in together. Nice. Um, so he could be around family after that because he didn't want to be alone. And they kind of stopped doing shows. They're still touring and doing some of the features. So he was there with them until he went to the motion picture home. And she passed away while he was on the road on stage, right? Yeah. Yeah. He got a, somebody told him, like, come here. You got a telegram, like, type of thing. And she, yeah, she just, it was a, nice, a quick little heart attack thing right there in the hotel. So he was heartbroken. He couldn't do anything for a while. But he recovered and still did some stuff. You know, the show must go on. Right. And he was pretty tough about that. So what, is that home still there that he was in? The motion picture home? Oh, oh the, yeah. The motion picture home is up in Woodland Hills. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really awesome. If anybody who has acting credits, production credits, direct, like anything to do with Hollywood can live up there. You know, it, it, it's really, it's all benefactored, you know, through the people. They give a lot to it. But it's awesome. And there's celebrities up there and, you know, regular crew people up there. And it's a really neat thing. I, I keep finding online more and more celebrities back in the day, you know, like Bob Saget went to go oh, yeah. visit him. Yep. And Ed Asner, who I had a chance to meet and sit and have lunch with once, mm-hmm. but I didn't know he had gone and he used to go visit mm-hmm. Larry Fine. I would have loved to have asked him about that. And there's Tom Bergeron did the big interview with him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Right. And Howard Stern put those tapes out. Tom, that was cool. That was up there. Ocean picture. And a lot of people did some stuff. We had a UCLA film student interviewed him and we have that digitized recently so we'll share that with everybody soon oh i'd love to see that yeah it's cool. great yeah that's cool and yeah I and scotty i scotty from star trek i think also there's pictures of yeah yep, there's some star pictures trek right there. sorry go ahead yep. brad yeah i wanted to say that i i had the pleasure and i was blessed to actually meet your father on a handful of occasions oh, yeah. four or five times and of course this is when i i went to see three and i then obviously it wasn't part of my life for most of my life and he was so engaging and so pleasant and so kind to me that when I went back, I knew that I would feel comfortable. Yeah. Right. And he always made me feel comfortable. And, um, you know, I, I only knew him a short period of time, but 
I definitely, I felt something in my heart for him and I met you and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know why you're such an amazing man is because your father was amazing. Oh, thank such you. A kind man. He actually told me, he's like, Hey, you and Brad need to do some stuff. That kid is talented and hilarious. And he's like, he's like, he's a walking curly. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it is yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. It is weird because Brad's brother's not like that, right? Your mm. brother's not. He he's 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 like, super talented. Yeah, he's ultra talented, he's, but he not, doesn't have the curly gene. He's not comedic. Like right. comedy and, isn't his thing. And the fact that you're a grandson, you're one step closer. I'm a great right. grandson, and we're about the same age. But you know, we were a little more traditional. But curly had kids a little bit like earlier. You guys had like the early and the late thing going on. Right. So you're a generation closer which is really cool. Right. I mean, you're the living embodiment of the Stooges. So Kurt, do you go, when you go out and about, do you tell people? Oh, I lead with it. Yeah. yeah I, would. <laughs> I do it with Brad. I, I oh, force yeah. it on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That depends. It depends. I mean, it, it comes out like my wife will roll her eyes sometimes. She's like, you had to get that in. I'm like, absolutely. It, it's been beneficial. I've gotten free drinks from it. You know, it's opened a lot of doors business wise. I coach soccer now and I always ask my kids about it and they're like, no, no, no. And, we had a recent team meeting or I made the kids watch a little bit of it. And they're like, that's funny. I was like, all right, see, and other than all the dads and stuff are like, wait a minute, you're what, you know? <laughs> so then I got to you know, talk about it. So yeah, I, it comes out probably all the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. My brother's a lot less open. Like he's, he's a little more introverted than I am. He's awesome. You guys will love him when you get him on here. Yeah. So, but we'll go out together and I'm like, hey, we are, you know, and then he's like, you don't have to do that every time. I'm like, yeah, you brother. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's hey, what Andy does I, me. I do every it every time. time we go out. You and Chandler, I just swear. Hey, you a Stooge fan? You like oh, the yeah. three Stooges? And yep, then you yep. wait for their rea reaction. And more often than not, it's yes, right? Which is right. strange. Not what I guess. And when, they say, and when they say no, we just let them walk off yeah right? yeah we, we don't, don't say it yeah. yeah they just think we're acting weird on the set. No, I, I do have on occasion people like just happened today people are like oh you're lying that's not true there's no way i'm like why if i was gonna lie about anything what? why would i pick the stooges why would i pick larry, larry. i would take obviously I'd pick early or mo i look like mo more and it's like so obviously i'm not lying yeah it's that's a very specific yeah. lie if you are lying yeah for sure yeah i'm really digging for something there right well, and I, I used to say the same thing as a kid too and i was explaining and telling I, they wouldn't believe me and right. i would say too i mean yeah be very popular obviously right but why would i why that? would i pick that out of the blue let, let really? me ask you a question mm -hmm. has anybody ever like said oh i don't like the stooges i don't care for them they're not my thing to you after you they find out women there's yeah. some women that'll say that but yeah. most men no. yeah, Wait, no. you're sure this in the stooges and not you i'm gonna use this moment then to call a celebrity out phil if you don't mind sure go so for i worked in tv and movies in hollywood for many before c3 tonight show and a lot of other shows i worked at fox sports sports shows whatever so it would come when i'm talking to some of these celebrities like i worked on fox nfl terry bradshaw those guys they love the fact that i'm the stooge guy and you know we palled around about it it was whatever i wasn't looking for anything but it always come out there was one guy who I worked on his show and it came like somebody's like, it was Jim Rome, the sports guy. Yeah. Mm. And he's a nice, he's good at what he does, but he's cool. We got along. We talked a little bit. I'm just the audio guy putting the mics up or whatever. And somebody's like, Oh, Hey Jim, Kurt is a, uh, something about the studios came up. He's like, Oh, Kurt is Larry's great grandson. And Jim just looked at me and he goes, never cared for them. <laughs> I, was like, wow. Wow. I was like, well, uh, okay. okay, I mean, okay. I, I might have handled that a little differently if I was here. Yeah. But, 
was just, it was the most honest reaction from anybody I've ever gotten. Like if they don't care for them, they're like, oh yeah, they were okay. But he was just like straight faced. I don't care for them. And that was the end of it. I was like, yeah, we never talked about it again. All right, fine. I guess yeah. whose mic isn't going on correctly this time. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh all God. right. So yeah. getting back to Larry a little bit, uh, not that we haven't been talking about him, but I would, we kind of talked a little bit about, and Andy, you talked about your feelings about Larry, but is there a, for all three of you, when you start with Kurt, is there a, a, a bit or an episode or, you know, a film or whatever, a short, anything that sticks out in your mind that it's like, this is quintessential Larry, like this is my great grandfather. This is this makes me laugh. Whatever. Is there like a, a specific short or anything like that that jumps out at you? Yeah, you know what's funny is there's two specific, well, three. One of them Andy already mentioned. So disorder in the court, and it's a public domain short, so it's been seen a billion times. Right. But there is a scene that scene in the courtroom where he kills the what he thinks is the tarantula, <laughs> and he stomps on it, and then he does the Tarzan bit, and it is so <laughs> not Larry. It is awesome. Right. And has always been my favorite, favorite, just because it's like all of a sudden he's totally unhinged. And then Mo puts him back in place and he's all the way back to normal again. I love that moment because it's so different. Right. right. It is perfect. And then another one, which I just happen, I love this scene. It's three, uh, three little pigskins when they're the, the football players and they roll into the hotel room and it's these pretty girls. And one of them is Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. Right. I love Lucy. So it's her first, one of her very first you know, scenes. And he just posts up on her, kneels down and does the thing and starts flirting with her. He's like, hey, babe, you're just my type of woman. You know, and it's like and he's like just hitting on Lucille Ball. And I'm like the iconness, if that's a word of what's going on. Yeah, and that two minute thing is awesome. So I love that. And I have some great still eight by tens of the two of them, wow. which are awesome. The like original Columbia stills. And I'll bring them on and share them with you guys. But it's to me, that's just so cool to see. And then I think you're going to talk about it in one of your future episodes, the, the you nasty spy and I'll never mm-hmm. hire again, mm-hmm. the character he plays in that. There's a lot of political jokes right. and farce jokes and well-written jokes where it's not just slapstick really. And he has, I don't off the top of my head, I'm not going to ruin him right now, but he's got a lot of really good jokes and he's just, it's like good acting. You know what I mean? So that's my favorite two episodes of him. Is those, okay. And that's, by the way, that's the only episode they ever made a sequel to. Right. It's a little trivia. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. So that's, Brad, those are my favorite. You know, I can't pinpoint. I used to think Disorder in the Court, the Tarzan scene, I always. Which might, does anybody know if that was scripted? Actually, I don't know. Does anybody know if that was uh, scripted? I would imagine it was, but I don't know. I mean, who wrote that? Whatever like, like how, how do you come up yeah. with that? I mean, it was one of their earlier ones, right? It was. It was, their, it was it one was. of their earlier it was ones. A like, strong episode. And like you said, it's it's not typical Larry. I mean, there's a couple not typical Larrys throughout. Yeah. But that moment, like, yeah. usually they're not typical Larry shorts, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, like the first one, like uh, the woman haters or whatever. Yeah. Oh. You know? It's just not typical Three Stooges, and I guess. Cuckoo on a choo-choo when he's the, the right. tough guy. I <laughs> yeah. don't like that. Which is his favorite. Right? It's his, he loved it yeah. because he was like a serious actor. Uh, but I don't like that one. It's just too it's rough. Really weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, that one's the one that always comes to mind, but watching him more and watching more of Stooges lately than ever, because we're living the Stooges. I find his nuances when he's not doing anything is probably the funniest thing mm-hmm. of all. Cause he's keeping himself busy in the background. And if you just were to focus on what Larry's doing, it's hysterical. Yep. He's so brilliant. And 
he is the nucleus to the other two stooges that make them work. And so yeah. what about you, Andy? Well, so I think there, I mentioned the two earlier, right? But the plumbing, we will go when he sticks his head up out of the ground. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And the butler comes up and he's just like, beat it. Don't tell me how to do my job. Right. <laughs> but he's just like randomly, weirdly, like angry to everybody. Yes. Right. You know, and I just, you know, the iconic image from the first, you know, the first three Suges title card where him in the middle with the very mm -hmm. thin, he's got the huge hair. Like, I just, I absolutely love that image of Larry. But mm -hmm. as I'm looking now and actually working with Brad and, you know, having trying to find a Larry and helping Brad trying to find who Larry is, I've come to like look at a lot of his later photos on the record albums and comic books. And Larry is just, he hams it up mm -hmm. and, and he's so good. He's so good at every one of those, these faces that mm -hmm. he makes are so expressive. They're so funny. They're so ridiculous. And I think he just got more and more as the years went on, right? He, yeah. he kind of hyped up his reactions to everything. And there's a moment in one of the Christmas songs, one of the songs where we're coming to your house. And then he just bursts out to break up the joint. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's the Philly guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm just thinking about it now. Slangy. Just, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And it's just like out of the blue, just it's like this. Everything just takes this turn. He had a lot of those weird little like slangy one-off lines too. <laughs> like were probably a little insensitive at times. Yes. Was like uh, you know, but he was he knew those things and he would hit him out. And one last thing is the dancing when he would do the, oh, the yeah. Russian. Oh like, yeah. You know, yeah. down. I, I should know the name of that. Zach Danson. He was good at he that. Really good Very at that. athletic. Yeah. yeah. That I tried. is not easy. I tried it and I couldn't get up for like <laughs> seven minutes. <laughs> I've seen uh, like reels and stuff shared of the Stooges dancing and oh, with, with, with modern day music. Right. And, and it's, which is awesome. And Larry. Yeah. yeah I know Curly obviously gets the, you know, you know, the shuffle and stuff, but Larry did the shuffle in Shemp shorts, like after, you know, mm -hmm. obviously after Curly was gone and Larry is just, he is really hilarious to watch in those. And the, to round it out, one of, not that I'd say it's my favorite, but it just sticks in my mind because kind of what we're talking about, my kid's favorite, short is restless nights they make me watch that like two three times a week and the wrestling scene where larry's playing the referee and he's oh, yeah. sliding his hand underneath curly's shoulder to you know see if he's pinned and he's like a little lower a little lower and then uh, <laughs> mo slams curly's elbow on his head knocks him out and he's like oh get in the way again and then him and mo start wrestling and it, that was yeah it's just larry was in a lot of i know Kurt, like mo is kind of considered the glue that holds the group together but i really think larry in a lot of ways was the one that kind of you know he kind of kind of mitigated between the two of them and i yeah he's just he's underrated unfortunately but well and you see his brain work like i'm thinking like in something like dizzy pilots where mo you know he gets all the rubber on him and they they kind of like blow him up right mm -hmm. and he floats up and then larry's got to kind of take control to try to figure out how to get him down right you know and curly's gonna shoot him and he's like no you you know right it's like Soon as Mo's gone, Larry's brain starts. Oh yeah, you know, working. <laughs> yeah, if, if it got too far away, he pulled it in. If it was too close, he pushed it out. Like he was, yeah, just like that perfect expansion and retraction. He was that kind of comedian. Yeah. All have right. You, have you read Stroke of Luck, Larry's book? I have, and it's it's 
A, it's like grammatically a disaster. It was a, that's a whole another story, but that guy kind of ripped him off. Yeah. The author. And it's filled with all kinds of errors. A lot of, yeah, half the stuff isn't correct. He kind of, that guy just like made, like filled in the blanks with what he thought might have happened. It's rough. I don't, it's a cool thing to have artifact wise because there's so few. And Larry wanted it to be done and done well, but he died before it really got finished. And this dude just took liberties and ripped off the family and everything else. It's ugly. So it's amazing that actually, out of all the Stooges, Larry's the only one who's got three books written about him specifically. Yeah. Right? It's Stroke of Luck, which is his autobiography. Then it's the one your uncle, I guess his brother. His brother Mo did a Stooge in the Middle. Uh, and yep. And then Steve, uh, Cox. Steve Cox did one fine Stooge. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah. 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 So what's Larry's brother, Mo? Mo, right? Yeah. He wrote one one Stooge in the Middle. Yeah. And that also has errors in it. There's some things in there that we probably need to fix and rewrite. And I think we should, maybe we'll, my dad was going to redo stroke of luck actually and cobble that together before he passed. But the Mo one is, it wasn't really him. It was like the editor from the publishing house that kind of, you know, to tighten things up or whatever, just clipped a few things out, changed a few things. So yeah, he kind of got screwed on that. So you must've known him, Larry's brother. Never met him, but I did meet Larry's sister, Lila. She was 20 years or 17 years younger than Larry. So she was around a lot. Yeah, I knew her really well. I met her at the Stooge convention, I believe, in Philly in 87. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. She was at that one? Yeah, she was there. Yeah, yeah. She, she was around. She didn't die till like the mid-90s. So, yeah, she was cute and funny and just a little miniature female version of Larry. Kind of kind of crazy. Yeah. Was she in show business? No, no. no. I think education. Yeah. But her okay. husband, Nate, did some of the sound effects in some of the movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. All right. So we got just a couple more questions. Kurt, I wanted to ask you about the merch shop. So that's obviously one of the ways that you're continuing the legacy on. So tell us about the shop knuckleheads merch shop and go ahead and plug it. But yeah, tell us, yeah. tell us kind of what the mindset is there and, and what kind of merchandise you got going there. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So it's a uh, shop knuckleheads.com. It started as an actual store here in Los Angeles in one of the big malls as a, you know, a physical walk-in store, Three Stooges, merchandise, T-shirts, hats, whatever, you know, dolls, everything. And that the retail kind of fizzled out. And there was a catalog that went along with it that we would mail out every year for many, many years, starting in the in the early 80s. So that catalog would go out and people would do mail order. And that obviously ended as the Internet dawned. So the Internet, the website was built by a guy who kind of licensed it out and said, I'll do it for you guys. And he it was a cool website. You know, it was early on in like, Internet sales days, even at before Amazon and everything else. And then he had to like go back to Norway or wherever he was from. So I was in charge of trying to find somebody to replace him and, you know, continue the shop because it did good business and people wanted stuff, you know? And, and so I couldn't find anybody. So my brother and I, my brother's a master's degree in information technology. He can build websites in his sleep. So I was like, Hey man, we're going to have to just do this dude. And so my brother Don said, okay, let's do it. So he took the site that was already built and fixed it all up. And so we've been running it together for the better part of 10 years now. And uh, it's or seven, eight years. And it's the main thing for us is it's not a huge money maker. You know, it sounds weird to say, but we really want to keep stuff out there for people that care. And we have a big fan base, you know, and a, a lot of people that repeat by and Christmas presents and stuff like that for their uncles and their dads and their grandpas. And it's cool. We do as much as we can with new product and new imagery to kind of, you know, modernize, if you will, or just not the same old stuff. And people appreciate it. And that's the main thing for us is like, 
you know, it kind of runs itself financially, which is great. And we have fun with it. You know, we do different merch things. We, we used to do Facebook lives. Uh, we've kind of gotten off that a little bit for a few reasons. We, you know, our social media person left, we're trying to get it back though. So what these guys though, with Andy and Brad, we're going to start doing a lot more on their lives. And, you know, we have, we'll join you. Yeah, I know. Sure. I know. You guys, yeah. We'll we did do, one. Yeah. We you. did some stuff yeah. and we used, we went out to some locations and did a Facebook live once and, you know, to sell some of the merchandise that was associated with that. So it's a lot of fun and it's a great place for people to get, you know, anything stooges that's out there. Really. There's some pirate junk out there on eBay and whatever I would try to avoid, but for our stuff, it's all, you know, licensed. It's all fun. We have some DVDs and documentaries and thousands of t-shirt designs and hoodies and blankets and playing cards. And the trading cards are hard to find. We have all of them. It's neat. So yeah, go to shopknuckleheads.com and use code loyal 10 to save 10% because you're a friend of the podcast. There you so go. Loyal and all one word, L-O-Y-A-L-1-0. Save 10% on shopknuckleheads.com. We're telling everybody. Wait, I, I shopped earlier today and I didn't know the code. <laughs> I'll send you $3 back. <laughs> oh, just come to the got shipping. the one word and added 10%. Hey. <laughs> so thank you, Phil, for letting me do that. It is, and it's fun. You know, join our, uh, you, you sign up and you get the emails and we send out emails a couple times mm-hmm. a week. So, you know, sometimes little fun facts and discounts and offers. It's cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. right. How popular is Curly the most popular stooge in the sales? You know, Curly is obviously the most popular, but people want Shemp stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we've always, we've had to add Shemp stuff and people want all four of them on something. And there's the one photo from Hold That Lion we use. And we've done some cartoony things with the four of them. But uh, yeah, and then there's a little bit of an outcry of not enough Besser. Yeah, I, t- I said that earlier before we started. <laughs> so we put a few Besser things up recently. But yeah, Shemp is it, like, for instance, we have some action figures, like little dolls. like And, it, and people are like, I just want to buy, I put all four of them together. Because if I didn't, we would sell out of the Shem- out of the curlies. Then oh, I'd have like everybody else just kind of sitting around. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> I want a Shemp Spumco doll, you know. Oh, those, yeah, those are hard to find. Yeah. The, uh, which I'm, uh, for those that are listening, you can't see it, but I am wearing one of my, uh, my, my Raglan Jersey three stooges one. So I enjoyed that. I have the hold that lion t-shirt as well, which is also pretty cool. Uh, but you, you got the hat. Yeah. Yeah. Brought me a three stooges bucket hat. Nice. Nice. And then you also like some of those, you do, you know, kind of modern takes on stuff like the legalized shemp, you know, instead of legalized hemp and, you know, stuff like that. You right. guys do some modern stuff with that stuff. too. Yeah, we do some we've gotten in a little trouble once with a one of our designs was a little too close to Jack Daniels. Oh, OK, <laughs> so we had to take that one off. But yeah, we did a better call curly yeah. instead of better call. Call. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and that has all four faces on it. It's like shemp's face or whatever. So, yeah, we, we play with it, you know, and you're allowed to to a certain degree as long as you're not. Spoof. Yeah. Spoofing is totally spoofing. fine. Yeah. I remember back in the day, the Just Say Mo. Oh, yeah. We still yeah. have Just Say Mo. Yeah. And Mo, Mo, when the whole Bo, yeah, Bo Mo knows. knows. Yeah. 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 Great shirts. Yeah. And my we have dad, some great ones. My dad had the Just Say Mo sweatshirt from like the 80s. Like he has the original one somewhere. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Just pretty yeah cool. Those are good. So you mentioned the website, but outside of that, I know you also have some social media. Kurt, where can, you know, if anybody wants to reach you, what's the best way to reach you? Where can they find you online? Well, we have the shop knuckleheads, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Facebook is the best place. And then if you want, obviously, just three stooges, not just the shop, the three stooges Facebook is the best place together. There's a million and a half people there. And uh, I would suggest just join that. We're always popping stuff on offers, discounts, messages, you know, announcements for stooges. So that's 
and I know Facebook is a little bit of an older crowd. You know, these guys handle the TikTok and Instagram, but the Facebook is kind of a good landing spot for our folks and our content because it is a little bit slower paced and bigger and, you know, old school. So I suggest that. And there's one other group I got to shout out. It's a guy named Trent Reeve as a group. It's Three Studios Collectibles. If you're looking to buy unique things or sell unique things or just talk about it, that's the best group out there. And Trent, I think, should be a guest on your show one day. Yeah, we're oh, planning yeah. on we're planning on he, I've already talked with him. He's amazing. He's seen everything ever made. He knows more than I do, and it kind of blows me away and embarrasses me at times. But Trent's great. So that's a fun site to go on. Three Studios Collectibles as well on Facebook. Trent is the guy. So we have, I showed Kurt when he got here, the very first merchandise that the stooges ever had made were the hand puppets mm -hmm. right from the 30s oh yeah mm -hmm. and the only one we have brad and i have in our collection is the larry one that was owned by mo uh, we got it through trent right here that is yeah he was you know, it's, it's gone from mo to trent to us that's awesome you know so yeah he's he's amazing and we have gotten a lot of stuff through trent that we share with, Me too. with our audience <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah and brad you have a big audience or facebook presence too right your curly's grandson's Absolutely. corner Curly's grandson's corner, Curly's grandson, Instagram, TikTok, all those places. We're easy to find. Yeah. We have the best fans in the world on our channel. Yeah, we, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, they're yeah. so loyal and we just, we enjoy, we, we try to do our weekly show and they're waiting for it. And they say, there's a more than a handful that say they wait all week to watch us do our thing and talk Stooges. So the Stooges are, are more than just alive. They're blossoming and they're growing and we're going to keep keep doing what we do and keeping on your great show and our great show and keep hanging out with this guy, Kurt, because yeah, he's, Kurt, he's the when best. When you join our live, you'll see that you can't read the comments fast enough. Mm -hmm. I've watched. No, I, yeah, I've chimed in, too, with some silly jokes. Oh, and we've missed it because <laughs> yeah. it goes by yeah, yeah, so yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I look forward to that. I'm awake. So we want to wrap up things here. I, we are going to be, you'd mentioned Kurt, that you nasty spy. We are going to be covering that pretty soon. I'm really excited about that. That's going to be a rewatch episode. We're not going to, we're not planning on doing every single film or short necessarily, but we're going to kind of cherry pick and the ones that grab our interest and the ones that we want to talk about or whatever, or there's a lot of background material, that sort of thing. We're planning to cover those. And then also, yes, we're planning on having Trent on the show. There's some other super long, long time super fans that we're planning to have on the show as well. It's a little intimidating. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I don't want to be called out by these guys for getting information wrong or inaccurate, but, but I'm really looking forward to that as well. And then of course we want to continue to have great other great guests like Kurt on other family members want to have Chandler on eventually and folks like that. So let me ask Andy and Brad upcoming projects. You talked about the, the live shows on Thursday. Can you share what you guys got going on? Anything that's coming up that you guys want to mention? So, you know, right now we do our live every Thursday where we talk to people. And then Friday nights, I started to do a live painting of the Stooges where we kind of hang out and we just run the Stooges on TV and I paint a picture and the, I kind of talk to the fans, but they mostly interact with themselves mm -hmm. and, and each other. And, and Brad, you chime in in the comments and Dermic from Abu Dhabi and I know Chandler does. And Kurt, you said you did. Yeah, and I, I watched him and Yep. play around with the folks so and then you know brad and i have i mean we have the youtube channel that we're trying to put up as much content as we possibly can we still do versions of now they're on they used to just be tiktoks as the stooges but now they're going on instagram and they're going on youtube as shorts and we do four 
different versions of each joke and we give one to C3 for theirs. We mm-hmm. give one for my channel and one for Dermix and one for yours. And, you know, then we compile them and we have some web series and Brad and I have been working on a scripted series where, you know, he is basically, you know, one lone stooge out there in the world, you know, making a mess of things that we're trying to get out to you guys. And it's, you know, it's been slow moving, but, but we're working hard. We got a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we want to kind of surprise everyone. Fun. With. Yeah. And Kurt, you got to make a cameo in that too. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, listeners and viewers, you, which I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. I Listeners, you can't see this, obviously, but viewers, for those of you that aren't aware, all the paintings that you see, Andy did all of those paintings, correct? Yes, sir. Those are the right number, right? <laughs> yeah. <tell the> right <laughs> number. I actually thought it'd be fun to do it in character once. So like when Dermot comes back, like me, Brad oh. and Dermot do as the three stooges and I'll actually paint something. Uh, it's going to get messy. Yeah, I know yeah. it is. <laughs> I'd be like Mo and Larry doing the paper hanging in that. Uh, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, listeners and viewers, thank you again for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. We hope that you will come back and partake in more of the official Three Stooges pod t- podcast. But for now, so long. For thank you. And humanity. Goodbye. <laughs>